Genesis chapter 28 and from verse 10. The Bible says, Jacob departed from Bathsheba and proceeded towards Haran. When he came upon a certain shrine, as the sun had already said, he stopped there for the night. And taking one of the stones at the shrine, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep at the spot. Then he had a dream, a stairway rested on the ground with its top reaching to the heavens and God's messengers were going up and down on it. There was the Lord standing beside him and saying, I, the Lord, am the God of your forefathers Abraham and the God of Isaac, the land on which you are lying, I will give to you and your descendants. This shall be as plentiful as the dust of the earth, and through them you shall spread out east and west, north and south. In you and your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. Know that I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go and bring you back to this land. I will never leave you until I have done what I promised you. When Jacob woke from the sleep, he exclaimed, Truly, the Lord is in this spot, although I did not know it. In solemn wonder he cried out, How awesome is this shrine! This is nothing else but an abode of God, and that is a gateway to heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head, set it up, as a memorial stone, poured oil on top of it, called that site, that site Bethel, whereas the former name of the town had been Luz. Jacob then made this vow, if God remains with me to protect me on this journey I am making and to give me enough bread to eat and clothing to wear, and I come back safe to my father's house, the Lord shall be my God. This stone that I have set up as a memorial stone shall be God's abode. Of everything you give me, I will faithfully return a tenth part to you. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, with thanksgiving, we come before you once again and surrender ourselves to you. Welcome your presence, Lord, in our hearts and in our midst. We pray that you may speak to us. Teach us something new from your word, Lord, that is going to help us to have our mind focused on you, our eyes fixed on you, through every situation and circumstance of our life, and that you may be transformed from inside out for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now we are reading a scripture about Jacob. And the topic for this meditation is surely the Lord is here. Surely the Lord is here. And we just started by 
reading the fact that um, the Bible records that Jacob um, verse 7 of chapter 28 says Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and gone to Padaram and he wanted um, to go and look for a wife from Laban so in obedience to his father's direction because his father said that is in verse 2 go now to Padaram to the home of your mother's father Bethuel and there choose a wife for yourself from among the daughters of your uncle Laban. May God Almighty bless you and make you fertile, multiply you, that you may become an assembly of people. May he extend to you and your descendants the blessings he gave to Abraham so that you may gain possession of the land where you are staying which he assigned to Abraham. Um, then Isaac sent Jacob on his way. He went to Padaram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, and brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. Praise God. So we see already Jacob was um, took a step of faith in obedience to his father to go to this land so he can get away from there. So in obedience he took on this journey. And the Bible says verse 11 when he came upon a certain a certain shrine. What does that mean? I think from the wording we can we can already decode the fact that he did not specifically go to this place but he came to this place we don't know whether it was on the way or how he got there but we just know that he came to this spot on his way and as the son had already said he stopped there for the night so he found himself in this spot and he had to settle there for the night. He took a stone and made it like a pillow. So he lay his head to sleep. And then of course we know that is when he had this dream and so a stairway um, connecting heaven and earth and angels, angels, going up and down if angels are going up and down it means that it's already it's already a holy ground the angels are not coming down and going up they were <laughs> going up and down on it and there was the Lord standing beside him <laughs> praise God so the Lord was already on the ground no wonder 
the angels were going up and down. Now it is very interesting because he only got to this spot and this is a dream that he had. And then, um, of course, the Lord now speaks and says, I, the Lord, am the God of your forefather Abraham, the God of Isaac, the land which you are lying, I will give to you and your descendants. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a surprise. Hmm? And then verse 15, Know that I am with you, I will protect you wherever you go, bring you back to this land, I will never leave you until I have done what I promised you. Hallelujah. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he exclaimed, Truly the Lord is in this place. He woke up and he realized it wasn't just a dream. It is the reality. And he said, Oh, the Lord is here and I did not even know. In wonder, in solemn wonder, he cried, How awesome is this shrine. This is nothing else but an abode of God. That is a gateway to heaven. Now, I want to draw your attention to something I found out in the book of Genesis chapter 12 if we see chapter 12 um, this is the the call of Abraham Abra, Abram and migration the Lord said to Abram go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house the land that I will show you I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you a name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. <laughs> and then uh, he goes on. Verse 6. Abraham. Abram passed through the land as far as the sacred place at Shechem, Shechem, by the Terebith. So verse 7 says, The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel, pitching his tent with Bethel, to the west and Ai to the east. He built an altar there to the Lord and invoked the Lord by name. Then Abram joined on by stages to the Negeb. Praise God. So we see this is the place. This is the place that um, Jacob finds himself. Mysteriously, he just found himself in this spot this why he's calling it a shrine is because there was an altar that Abraham had built for the Lord mm -hmm. because the Lord had appeared to him at this spot and this was the call the start of uh, before he became Abraham he was Abraham and so this was a new journey he was starting with the Lord and we know today that definitely everything changed with him after that moment so there's no one who can encounter the Lord and they remain the same 
we know of the story of Jacob and the fact that even his name um, meant was um, meant a cheater. We know what he did to his brother, but that did not stop the Lord from showing up. <laughs> That sounds like, you know, Jesus coming to die on the cross for us, for you and I, you know. And he died for each one of us. So it really doesn't matter what sins we have committed. The mercy of God surpasses, surpasses any sin that, you know, we have ever committed, we will ever commit, or will be ever committed. He is a merciful God, full stop. And that is why he had to die on the cross. Now we see Jacob gets another chance. Um, and even though we human beings, we could disqualify Jacob because of what he did to his brother, or probably because of cheating and whatever kind of behavior he had God does not disqualify him he gives him an opportunity to experience his goodness his presence his mercy now we see um, even though Jacob did not really know he did not like plan his life to end there he was heading to a different place, but he passed by this shrine, and then it happened to be late in the evening, so he had to rest. But then it's like God was actually waiting on him to show up his power. And the experience that Jacob gets from this moment on changes his life because we see he even um, made a vow on verse 20 he said if God remains with me to protect me on this journey I am making and and to give me enough bread to eat clothing to wear and I come back safe to my father's house the Lord shall be my God this stone that I have set up as a memorial stone shall be God's abode of everything you give me I will faithfully return a tenth part to you so it leads him to make a vow and a commitment to God that he had not done before so what are we learning here we are learning that one sometimes the Lord can show up in the most unusual place most unusual way most unusual moment number two like it has happened in his life there is no way that the lord will show up and we remain the same definitely something has to happen definitely so much has to change so the lord shows up and all these changes just happen in the life of jacob and then the third thing is the fact that after this encounter with the Lord in this unusual place, unusual time, he seems to have become a new creation because he um, gives a commitment to God and makes this vow 
of what he was not going to do for a temporary you know period of time but permanently so this is gonna become part of who he is and definitely we know that the assurance that the Lord gives him is a great deal because of what he was going to do now we see his obedience he takes on the journey in obedience to his father he takes on the journey to go and do what his father had um, told him to go and do to go and get his a wife from Laban's house and then he happened to come into contact with this spot that was a place that Abraham had built an altar because he had an encounter with God and then he gets an encounter with God so the blessings of his forefathers the blessings of Abraham seem to trickle down because whatever blessings that the Lord has spoken upon the life of Abraham are also being spoken and revealed in his life in Jacob's life and then from this place then he experiences all those blessings will come upon him because he will go on to get um uh, even though he's gonna go through the struggles and the challenges in Laban's house we know later on when he gets um the wife after seven years getting a wife that he did not want and then again works for seven more years and then gets another wife so he ends up with two wives and then gets children so the children that he gets becomes the children of Israel the 12 tribes of Israel and we know it is from this moment that his life his life seems to have a new beginning a new beginning that is gonna cause the whole story of uh, the Israelites the whole story of the blessing that God has spoken upon the life of Abraham to be seen in reality because Jacob becomes the father of the Israelites and at this point I don't think he would have imagined or known or even we we human beings we would not have imagined that he would be the one chosen because when you look at what the mess he had done in his life definitely we human beings will disqualify and this is what happens in real life we have this ability or this uh, tendency to disqualify one another to disqualify um who we don't recommend you know those people that we don't imagine that they should have what it takes or do this big thing or this major thing but you see god does not work like human beings in fact the Bible says that it is God who qualifies us because it is him who knows the purpose that he has upon each one of us. He has placed a purpose in our lives. So don't be surprised when you go through circumstances and situations that don't make sense in your life. It is not everything that is supposed to make sense to us when it's happening or in that moment of our lives but that is why we are reminded to look up to god he just slept on a stone not a pillow a stone he slept on a stone he had a dream he woke up the dream was actually real the lord was there 
And I asked myself, how long was the Lord waiting on Jacob to come and sleep on that stone so he could appear to him? What if he did not sleep? What if he did not use that stone? You know, there are all these things you can imagine in your mind. But you see, it is funny because the the thing is, it had to be like this. It was already pre destined to be like this because he's a key person he's a key person and the lord was gonna come and show um foreshadow the coming of jesus and the salvation that jesus was going to bring to us through the liberation that he was going to do to the israelites from the hands of pharaoh from egypt and these are the children of jacob jacob went on to get so much frustration when he gets after seven years getting a wife that he did not ask for and of course um all these children from this one woman called uh, leah and he wanted rachel and um, then again had to work for seven years. That is another kind of struggle and challenge and frustration and difficulty beyond his understanding. But still the Lord had a plan. Imagine the Lord had a plan to work and he had to work it out in a way that he only knows best. Is it possible? that this is just a, a reflection of what you read in Romans 8.23, that all things work for good for those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose, because Jacob was called according to his purpose. So even though Laban had a plan to frustrate his desire for Rachel, by giving Leah because Leah was the older one, still God is not loss of options. He still had, you know, to work with with that. I mean, he still had to work with that. And even the children who are born of these families, God had a plan. And the, the only two children, of course, the elder one is Joseph, Rachel's children. And even though Joseph was going to be born in this uh, family at this point in time you know it wasn't an easy road for him and nobody knew that he was going to go through all the struggles later on but he had to go through all those struggles to become the prime minister of egypt So God still was working out a plan, even with all that was going on. This is the faithfulness of God. This is the mercy of God. This is the goodness of God. So in this story, we learn something um, new here. That the beginning of our walk with the Lord, the beginning of our journey, the beginning of God's intervention in our life, the beginning of a great divine plan um, orchestrated by the Lord, established in His way, His timing, and His place, assigned place, assigned timing, does not have to make sense to you and I. In this life, we might not have to understand everything. In fact, we might not even understand a thing. 
many other times that we go through different kind of frustrations and challenges and struggles and distresses and you know all these moments that we go through that pre- um, produce so much stress and worry and even um, depress us in any way they are those things that are beyond our comprehension things that are beyond our understanding so the more we try to think through and make sense of it it doesn't really help and you know it is a whole load of stuff that i don't think we are meant to really grasp that is why we need to trust god through everything when you choose to trust god when you choose to trust jesus through every situation and every circumstance it means we are able to lay down what we do not understand it means we are able to lay down and leave it at the altar and pray for the grace that we need to live that one moment that one day through that one situation it means that we are able to focus on jesus and not on the circumstance or the situation and it means that the lord will have an open avenue to our mind to our heart to our soul to guide us accordingly to reveal to us like what is doing here in the life of jacob otherwise a mind that is full of worry and stress and uh, whatever other kind of burdens will not have room even to just grasp one word from the lord a heart that is full of all these burdens will not be able to comprehend a thing from the lord so in order to be able to empty everything we have to let ourselves to fall asleep you see here uh, jacob used a stone to lay his head who lays their heads on a stone we get the best pillow so that we can have the best sleep but you know it doesn't even matter what kind of pillow that we use sometimes it's not the quality of the pillow that gives us the best sleep it is the quality of what is in the mind and how we are able to handle the things that are in our lives and how we are able to deal with our mind you know for the mind to be at rest when we have our eyes shut for the mind to be at rest so that we can have the lord take over you see it is in the night that the lord will reveal will reveal his divinity to us but the mind has to be at rest to rest in him it is how we went to sleep here we see jacob took a stone from the altar this is an altar that had been dedicated by abram and this altar meaning the lord had already appeared at this point so this was holy ground it was already consecrated ground so i'm not a, i'm not surprised when i see this moment that jacob is experiencing it just reveals what exactly was on this ground what had happened what had been done it is the altar so if this stone is part of what the bible records he said that taking one of the stones at the shrine at the altar put it under his head and lay down to sleep hey this is already consecrated ground so he takes a stone and puts his head so what does the stone do what does this 
holy ground due to his head i believe his head is purified his mind is purified his life is purified and that is the only way he would have had his mind open to even see divinity because if we look back a few chapters even chapter 27 if we look back and see we see <laughs> the real jacob we see the real jacob and you see um actually this chapter 27 says jacob's deception um but in the presence of god is where everything happens is the presence of god is where everything happens the lord reveals what he was coming to do what he revealed to abram then he gets <clears throat> his mind is open to be able to see divinity there's no way a mind can be open if it's not purified and cleansed you know many burdens have left his mind purified and cleansed and he can see the lord and then he said he actually exclaimed How awesome is this shrine verse 17 This is nothing else but an abode of God and that is the gateway of heaven <laughs> and he did not even know it truly the Lord is in this place although I did not know how else would he have known and I said I asked myself how many times in our lives do we find ourselves in situations that probably we get to a point like this we see the mighty hand of of god at work and before that hand was at work we thought he's not there we imagine that oh we are doing life alone you know when we are maybe heavily laden when we feel lost like he was on a journey to go and do something he didn't know what where to start the sun is setting and he just had to lie down you know you find yourself in a situation that this is where you're at there's no turning back this is the place that you have found yourself in and you just have to lie down you just have to rest yourself in this situation there's nothing you can do about this situation and you don't even understand what exactly is going on but you're just following the lead you're just seeking the lord you're trying every day even though it's true you're through many struggles you still keep trying you you don't give up you still hold on to hope like a thread and you decide that you're not going to give up and suddenly one day at a time that you do not expect when you feel worn out of sleepless nights when you feel worn out of exhaustion when you feel worn out of whatever kind of sickness or whatever kind of struggle or whatever kind of burdens you know and doctors reports that don't even make sense but you have to listen that moment when you feel worn out weary and weak and you just lie down and you surrender yourself to the lord and you speak to the keeper of our soul and you speak to Jesus who died for us and you surrender your life to him that is a moment that is a moment that the lord will show up like never before that moment 
when you have reached your end, you know you're meant to take on a new beginning that you do not know how, that you do not know where to start. But there's a conviction inside your heart and there's a frustration on the other hand and disappointment. (laughs) And then you seek the Lord. He shows up because he's faithful and he's our God and he cares for us. And the minute he shows up, definitely you will come to agree that actually he was there all the time. He was in that boat, asleep in a cushion, waiting to be woken up just like Jesus did with the disciples, sleeping in a cushion so that when they needed him, they can wake him up. So when you recognize that he is there, then you know we can wake him up when we need him. And now the new beginning um, seems to be set upon Jacob with the promise that he gets from the Lord. And he also receives it and makes his vow. So this becomes a new beginning of something so great that is going to be born out of this move of God in his life. So we pray that the time of visitation in our lives, that the Lord will help us to have our eyes open and see him as he is. We pray that the Lord will help us that when that moment of our visitation comes, that the Lord will open the eyes of our hearts to be able to see him and to receive our new assignment, our new calling, to receive him, to hear him, to comprehend what he's speaking to us. <clears throat> it is not an unusual moment. It might not be an unusual spot or time, but just like in the life of Jacob, it is an predestined moment in God's calendar that comes into effect in our lives and it is not in accordance with our plan but his plan so it's about leaning on his plan knowing the seasons that you are in when they are coming to an end when you're coming to new ones having our mind and our heart ready to receive the new that the Lord is bringing and to let go of the old that is calling us out of so that we can march on to do that one thing that he expects us to do. And from this moment, we know that Jacob went on and um, started on, went to, uh, to Haran and he got the wives and of course now the children and after the children, now the tribe, the 12 tribes of Israel have been established. So we don't know what the Lord is planning to establish in our lives. We, at this point in time, it may not be evident or visible of what plan the Lord would be working on to establish through you and I. But I can tell you that that moment of resting on a stone is very crucial. It's a struggle to rest on a stone and even fall asleep, live alone dreaming. <laughs> He slept and dreamt. I don't know how many of us would sleep on a stone and dream. I don't know if I can manage. But um, probably it means that kind of uncomfortable moment in our lives. There's no comfort sleeping on a stone. There's no comfort. This is an unusual place. He's on uh, a journey that he hadn't taken, you know. 
new journey, unusual spots, unusual place, unusual time. So it is an uncomfortable place even to lie on the floor and put your head, rest your head on a stone. But that is a spot that the Lord appears and reveals so much. So sometimes we have to allow ourselves to go through these kind of moments, unusual moments in our lives, unusual struggles in our lives, uncomfortable situations. Yet, for the glory of God, if we say yes to Jesus, then we have to allow these moments to be because those are the moments that are going to attract the presence of God because this is what we read in the Bible. This is what we see here. They will attract the presence of God because he is not a man. He doesn't do things like men do. He is God. His wisdom is in comparison to none other. So when we are open to him, and that moment of our lives when everything doesn't seem even to agree with us or we don't seem to understand, those are the moments that he will show up, show up with something new, show up with something divine, just like he did at this spot. There's something divine about this moment that um, Jacob had. And in connection to this moment, then we have to open our eyes and see what the Lord is speaking. He wants to do an unusual thing in our lives. When we are going through so much discomfort, uncomfortable seasons of our lives are the best seasons that God works wonders. The most uncomfortable moments, seasons, and places. If we believe in Jesus, we seek Jesus, we we love him every day, we seek to live for him, we walk with him, we we you know, if we seek the Lord, then he will turn those moments to divine encounters. And this is not just here for for us to read, but I believe it is something that he intends to do in your life and in my life we who are reading it we who are listening the lord is teaching us something new and he is also um expecting us to prepare our hearts for this kind of happening it's a new season that came in the life of jacob and i believe he's also preparing us for a new season that he wants to come and do this new thing and together with Jacob will declare that surely the Lord is here <laughs> when he reveals himself. It's a divine encounter moment. When it happens, nothing remains the same. It changes everything. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thanksgiving for this word you have spoken to us. Lord, I believe this is not just a story you are teaching us, but you are speaking into our soul. You're speaking into our soul, Lord. You're speaking into our soul because you want to do something divine in our lives, in my life and the life of the listener of this podcast because you are the good shepherd. You are the one who has gathered us to hear this word. Lord Jesus, we open our hearts. We open the eyes of our hearts. We open our mind. We open our lives and we surrender to you, King of Kings. Help us to abandon ourselves completely at your feet, acknowledging that 
that if you did this wonderful intervention, this divine encounter in the life of Jacob, irrespective of his past, Lord Jesus, you can do it for us. You did this divine encounter in the life of Jacob in the most unusual place, the most unusual time, the most uncomfortable moment of his life that he was putting and lying his head on a stone to sleep in the night. Oh my God. It doesn't matter what challenges or what burdens that the listener of this podcast and I could be carrying in our mind or could have gone through in life. But Lord, when you come to change your our story, you have promised that it shall not be remembered. It shall be made new, just like you did in the life of Jacob. Whatever it is that Lord, you intend to do, have your way. Be glorified, be magnified, King of Kings. You alone are worthy, you alone are faithful. Oh Lord, we submit to you. We submit to you, Lord, that as we lay down, as we rest in your presence, as we lay down our burdens, as we lay down every discomfort in our lives, accepting everything as it, it is coming from your hand, Lord, we believe that you have brought us into this moment by your wisdom and for the greater glory of your name. Have your way, be glorified, be magnified, Lord, above every situation and every circumstance of for our life. I give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for who you are. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.